Um, and I'm excited to introduce our uh, speaker tonight. Her name is Nina Taylor, and I think a lot of you know her. And uh, if you don't, she is a Christmas expert, so that's why we asked her tonight. No, actually, she is, she's part of the barn teaching team, and she's a fantastic communicator. She has four incredible sons um, who hopefully are here supporting her, and uh, we're three are only here. All right. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so we're really excited to hear what you have to share with us, Nina. Thank you. The beginning of Luke 2 reads like this. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And one of the things that I love about the Bible is how it's just a collection of stories. I think sometimes we like to think of it as a rule book or a roadmap to life, or even like a set of beliefs we have to hold to. But I think more than anything, it's stories. And everybody loves stories, right? Even if you're not devouring novels, you probably watch movies or TV. And stories are just one of the ways that we connect with people, with our hearts, and with life itself. And because stories give us these opportunities to connect and to use our imagination. I think when we read or hear Bible stories, we can kind of imagine ourselves in the place of the people that we're reading about. We can, just like the monologue that was acted out tonight, you know, we could imagine ourselves as Joseph, who for a time felt that he had been betrayed by Mary. Or we could imagine ourselves as Mary, who received this incredible message from an angel And if that happened to you, how would you react to that? I don't think I would have said, be it unto me, as you have said. In this story, this little piece of the story that I just read, I always, for some reason, imagine the innkeeper to be a little bit like Scrooge. And I see this picture in my mind of Mary and Joseph knocking on the door of the inn, and he opens up like a little crack and says, no room, and just slams it shut. But (laughs) I think in my imagination, the innkeeper has gotten a little bit of a bad rap. Because really, he's just a businessman. He doesn't have any rooms left to give to them. But I wonder if maybe the Holy Spirit gave him a little nudge. And if he looked at Mary and Joseph, and he just thought hmm, I don't have any rooms, but I do have a manger where you can sleep. Three years ago now, my youngest son was in pre-kindergarten, and he came home with a paper that changed my life a little bit. 
And I don't know if you've ever had a child in preschool, but the sheer volume of papers and arts and crafts that come home could bury you alive. So it's kind of remarkable to me that this one paper really caught my attention. It was brown construction paper, and it had it was folded, so it was like there were doors and drawn on, so it looked like a little stable. And when I opened up the doors, there was... There were three stickers, Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus. And above the stickers, it said, we are all innkeepers. For some reason, this message (laughs) stopped me in my tracks. I don't know why. I mean, the Holy Spirit, sure, but I don't know. I think I've thought about it since then, and I wonder if it's just because this was a time in my life where I felt really stuck and hopeless, and powerless. And I read that little message, we're all innkeepers, and it said to me, you have the power to say yes or no. You're an innkeeper, and you get to choose again and again, every day, even moments within the day. Will you say yes and open the door to Jesus? Or will you shut the door and say, nope, not interested? Like I said, God has been somehow speaking to me through this preschool paper for three years now. And I'm not going to bore you with the details of all of that. And I'm only going to talk to you for like 10 more minutes, I promise. (laughs) Um, And I just have two ways to um, talk to you about how you might invite God in, how you might open the door to your heart a little more. The first is found in Matthew 25, verses 31 through 40. It's kind of long. Bear with me. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters, you did for me. How can you make more room for Jesus? How can you invite him into the inn of your heart? You can show mercy and help those in need. There are so many ways to do this. In our own church, you could volunteer to help with Freedom Outreach. You could help out when our church hosts Family Promise, which is a ministry to homeless families in Chester County. Make a meal for those families. Be an overnight volunteer. You could serve dinner to the needy at the Paris Foundation in Elkton. Or you can visit people in the hospital 
You can make a meal for someone who's sick. You can invite someone who is lonely over for dinner. If someone on the street asks you for money, give them some money. But also try to see them. Talk to them. Ask them how you can pray for them. Let the Holy Spirit prompt you. My friend Heather recently spent a night in the emergency room with her daughter. And in the morning, she was tired and needed some coffee before she could drive home. And while she was waiting online, she overheard um, a husband and wife talking with each other. And they were trying to figure out if they had enough money to buy some bagels. And Heather had some money in her purse. City Light had recently handed out money for people to give away to blessed strangers. And so she bought bagels for this family, but of course she spoke with them and she found out that they had recently brought their son into the hospital for what they thought was strep throat, but it turned out he had cancer and they had been in the hospital for days. Heather's still reaching out to this family. She's still talking with them, praying for them, visiting with them. Some of you know Heather. (laughs) She's a busy mom with eight kids. She'd be mortified that I'm talking about her, but I don't think she's here, so that's perfect. (laughs) But she said yes to an opportunity that was right in front of her. And if you want to welcome Jesus in, you can just ask him to show you opportunities, and he absolutely will do that. They don't have to be opportunities connected to our church. They can just be things that spontaneously happen. You just have to keep your heart and your eyes open. This is really not about money, although giving money and being generous is a wonderful thing. This is about your time. This is about mercy, showing mercy and love to the lonely, to the homeless, to the sick, to the despised, to the depressed. This is about the people you count out, the ones that you think can't change, the ones who don't feel welcome in church. This is about the addicts. This is about the mentally ill. This is about all the people and situations that make you feel uncomfortable. I don't think this is about it being easy for you necessarily or that you'll feel like doing it. It will push your limits. This is also not about fixing people. It's not about judgment. It's not about assessing who is worthy of our help. This is about making room for the least of these. Jesus said those who are in need are important to him, and that when we show them mercy, we show Jesus mercy. This is one way that we can say to Jesus, you're welcome here in the inn of my heart. But if this idea of making room for Jesus by making room for the least of these is overwhelming to you, I totally understand. If you feel like you have no breathing room in your life, nothing to give, 
I totally get that. Because when this paper came home in my son's preschool backpack, I had no breathing room in my life. I was emotionally overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed by responsibilities. And Jesus did not say to me, make room for me by making room for others and by doing more. Instead, what he said to me was, make room for me by seeing that I'm already there with you. And I feel like he might be saying that to some of you this evening. The way to make room is to see that Jesus is the I am, present in every moment. It's not even about inviting him into those moments so much as it is just seeing he is already there. This Emmanuel, this God with us, he'll come in anywhere. The whole born in a stable thing makes that really clear. What's more vulnerable than an infant? And what is a dirtier place than a stable? There's no place in our lives that Jesus is afraid of. There's nothing too messy for him. There is no place too dark for him. He's the light of the world. Going into darkness is what he does. Tonight I hear God saying, what about that place in your life where nothing has ever changed? Can I come in there? I hear him asking, what is behind that locked door in your heart, that hidden place that you don't even want to go into? What about the place where you believe Jesus can't do anything or won't do anything? What is the dark and hopeless place inside of you this evening? You're the innkeeper. Those are the places that you can invite Jesus into. This is the good news. Genesis 1-2 says, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. You can open the door to Jesus and say, Please come in. There's room for you here. And that's all you have to say. And that's all you have to do. Jesus will come in and he'll hover over your darkness. And in that hidden place, God will create something. He'll do something new. And just like in Genesis, when God did something new, when he created something, he called it good. And someday, when you let him come into that dark place, the two of you eventually will look at that place and say, this is good. I have no idea what hopeless or dark places reside in you. And I have no idea what Jesus will do. I know that it's probably not what you're expecting. I feel like we never dream big enough. We never expect enough from God. He may not change anything circumstantially. I don't know. But I know if you invite him into those places in your heart, your heart will change. And that ultimately does change your circumstances in ways that you can't even anticipate right now. You can put your agenda down. You don't have to tell God what to do. 
you haven't been able to do anything with this dark place anyway. Just unlock the door, welcome him in, and ask him to hover over your darkness, over your hopelessness, over your despair, over your lack, over your inability. This is the essence of the good news. That Jesus would come into that messy and disordered place, the places in our lives that feel like a stable. And then he creates something, something beautiful. It's not you. He knows you can't do it. And that, to me, is the Christmas message. That's Emmanuel, and that's grace. You're the innkeeper. What room will you make for Jesus?